Okay. Okay, it's been it's been around a month. Before before this break, I gave the first year of, uh, of a two-part year, and some of you might recall that. It's really the completion of the Indian completion, of the taste of the Indian that is most desperately needed in our relationship with our children and with our wives and really with ourselves. The Mida Rachman, those who remember, right? We were talking about Rachman which in English is translated in the best way as empathy, not from the Yiddish Rachmanis, which is something that's just pathetic. It means to, to empathize. <clears throat> and the reason that I decided to give this to these two shirim, which really more, it's really more about marriage, it applies to the kids also, which is really what we're basic in. But first of all, I promised the wives that I would do that <laughs> because I gave this year to women and I got a bunch of calls afterwards and my wife got some emails, could Rebbe please do this with the, the husbands and the men? And, and, uh, and, I, and uh, I, don't, I don't like to mess with them. <laughs> That's the first thing. That's the first thing. And Bayes is that it really it's a very, very big episode in our vote with our, with our kids also. And after this, we're going to we're, we're going to actually go into the sugya, add some sugya of what to talk about with the boys, and the halachas of shemirsevus, and where it all comes from, what it's about, and, and how to contend with it, and how to fight with it. These <coughs> all the this, but the midas erachim was so crucial because it's a mahalach of how to look at our relationships, of how to look at our kids, and how to look at our wives. So I'm just going to review for a minute, and we'll try to finish this today, to be able to start next week. I hope that we'll be able to finish this today and start next week with the, to get back to the sugya that we're in. This is all based upon the 45th parak of Tanya. And, and there, Ta'al Terevi is talking to Jews who have a hard time loving. Ahava doesn't come easy, especially with difficult people. It doesn't come easy. The, the Alter Rebbe himself is speaking, of course, about Ahava Sashem. That's what that section of Tanya is about, how to love God. But in doing so, the Rebbe really, really is opening up a world of Ahava not just in our relationship with Hashem, in our relationship with our children, with a, with a wife, <coughs> husband, and, and with ourselves. Ahava. The Indian of Ahava. 
which the other Tanya says, I'm just going to review for, for two or three minutes, the Tanya begins saying that there's a derech yosha lifnaish. There is a simple, straightforward way to come to feel ahava. Fashem. And to open up and to reveal the hava within ourselves for each other. And the way to do that is using the midah of Rachamim. And he says that this is the sod, this is the secret of Yaakov Ashapoda as Avram. That Yaakov Ashapoda, how does Yaakov, who is the grandson, redeem and save the grandfather, Avram? So the Alter Rebbe explains that, of course, Yaakov is Midas Arachimim. Also Emes, we'll get to that in a few minutes. It's the same thing. Yaakov is Midas Arachimim. Avram is, of course, the Midas of love, of Ahav, Chesed, and Ahav is. But the Alter Rebbe explains there is that Ahav is very, very hard to come to, especially when there are complications. Hashem in our relationship with Hashem, and certainly in our relationships with, that we have in life with each other. But that somehow through the Midah of Rachman, which is very, relatively easy to come to, relatively easy, as I mentioned back then, that you and I have Rachman on a little bird <coughs> with a broken foot. We already are filled with Rachman. It's very easy to feel Rachman. To feel Rachman is, is easy. It's relatively simple. Liyakov Shepodas Avraham means that through this Midah of Rachamim, which is a Pshitas Mamish, simple to reach, with a little bit of thought and a little bit of effort, to empathize is easy. And through empathy, the Tanya says, we can enter into the world of Ahavim. That's the Midah of Liyakov Shepodas Avraham. Avraham is hard to get to on his own. There are a lot of issues between us and Hashem. Kindness, problems, issues, issues between people for sure, pain in relationships and so on. But through the, and therefore I have a, people often feel, forget about Ahava. So people give up on love. How am I supposed to even love Hashem? How's the Shaykh love Hashem? I never met him, how he is, what we talk about. <clears throat> and loving a person who, when you're involved in all kinds of issues and fights and arguments and so on and trying to work things, these things out so how are you supposed to come to Ahava? so the Midah of, uh, of, of Yaakov Shepodes Avram Vayishak Yaakov L'Rochel V'Yises Kol which he spoke about at the end last time it's the Midah Sarachamim but the Alter Rabbi begins and this is where we're up to we alluded to this, we spoke about this a little bit before, earlier. So how do you take access this Midas Arachmem, and how do you turn it into Ahava? Like, how do you take the kid that is making you crazy, and instead of anger and disappointment, instead of anger and disappointment, to have Rachmanis, to have love. And when there is that love, we all love our kids. But to feel that Ahava is all of the children, all they need is our love. And you know I'm not saying that because I'm some, some sort of a liberal diehard guy. I, I hate liberals. <laughs> <laughs> as much as it pained me, I voted for Trump. Because I, mean, I couldn't stand the thought of voting for Clinton. I, 
is not this there's not a liberal Indian. It's the Indian that is the Torah. The, the kids are chalishing for our love. The boys in particular are dying for their father's love. And they don't feel that very often. They don't feel that. They feel it that they feel it because the father's always saying, Of course you know how much I love you and I'd do anything for you. And they all know that we would that we would jump out of a plane, that we jump off a building. They all know that. But Lamai said day to day, like that's not what love is. It's just so you love me, so I should know in case of an emergency. It's good to know that you'll jump out of the plane. If there's only one parachute, you'll give it to me. But that doesn't really help me t- today. I- I'm happy that you would die for me, but that doesn't help me today. So they're all, they're all chalishing, the boys, especially the ones that look really tough and don't talk much and are really, really cool and look like they have everything, like they're working everything out. They're the most desperate for their father's love. With girls, it's a different parish that we're not going to that right now. But the boys are desperate, desperate for their father's love. <coughs> and and when you're angry with your kid because he's not the son that you expected, and when you're disappointed with your boy because he's not doing what you wanted or he's not going to the yeshiva that you were hoping for, he's not dressing the way you wanted, you don't like what he's texting, you don't like what he's... All this stuff. So the kid feels very much... That, that the father doesn't love him. I, even if you swear I, that you love the kid, he doesn't believe it. He doesn't believe it. And even though you've, you've always been kind to him, you've always been good to him, he doesn't believe it. So how, how can we get our sons to believe that we really do love them? Because we do. How can we bring them to this belief in our love, to feel our love? It's not just a matter of buying them more stuff and spoiling them. And Canemius, to bring them to believe that we love them, which doesn't mean we can't disagree. It doesn't mean we can't have boundaries. The boundaries can work because they, they, they feel that we love them. So the Tanya says, through the Midas Rachimim, because Rachimim is Yaakov Shepardas Achimim, but he says something which is this way we were up to at the end, before, before Purim. But what he says that that is quite, when you first read it, when you first learn it, it's shocking. Since it's in such a religious context, it's easier to handle. Now, my job is to try to make that, to try to apply that to our relationships with, with wives and kids. Because the Rebbe's talking about with Hashem. He says the beginning of Rachman, remember? How does Rachman begin? You have to have Rachman is first on who? On yourself. To, f- to have Rachman on yourself. Now, that's a revolutionary thing that Tanya says there. Revolutionary. He brings the pasuk again. I'm reviewing. I'm sorry. I don't mean to be repeti- repetitious, but it's it's been a while, and, and, and we have to get into the Indian. He brings the pasuk that we all know because we say it so many times. My slichus. V'yoshev al Hashem v'yirachemayu. V'yoshev al Hashem v'yirachemayu. Which is Nishai in the Hay. So the Rebbe explains. V'yoshev al Hashem v'yirachemayu. On a deeper level, does not mean that if we return to Hashem, He'll have Rachmanus on us. That's the Pshat. The Yoshua Hashem V'yachameyu means not that we're asking for Hashem to have Rachmim on us. The Yoshua Hashem V'yachameyu, the Rebbe says, Yidin Jews, have Rachmanus on, on, on yourselves. Do you know who you are? 
you have inside of you a nefesh of a kiss. Mamish, a chilek of a kami, mamish. The infinite God who loves you, who adores you, who is the creator of all worlds, who gave you everything. Do you know that you, do you know that he's, that he's suffering inside of you? His mom is suffering inside of you because of what you're doing, because of what you're thinking, because of what you're looking at, because of what you're saying. And therefore the Tanya explains that the ikv is that a Jew has to have a chmonis on the yitzayitza, the godliness that, that is him, or oneself. That HaKadosh Baruch Hu is a melech oluv, like Tarmidvara talks about at the beginning. He's a, he's a humiliated king. Who's who's sitting in the tumor that you've brought into into your life? Before you could talk about loving him, before you could even think about loving God, and sincerely say the words, "Vahavta shem lekerecha," kaidu has tevachmanis, tevachmanis on the on the nefesh of the kids, on the mitzvah of the kids that's inside of him. That a melech god lekod is mushpal ad ma'oyd adla ad ha'ofer that he's being lowered, lowered. Into such a place of of, of 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 what you've made of your life, of what you've in a se- essentially be saying is, what did you do to yourself? He says to a Jew, "What did you do? Where did you bring yourself?" Because you're not just a you're not just a, 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 a right you're not just a person. You're stikalokus. You're 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 a person of God. And what did you do with yourself? What happened to you? The Yoshua Hashem, the return. Is to, the return to Hashem begins with v'yirachemayu to have rachmanis on what on Hashem is brought on the tzitzit of the kus that's inside of you. Now, how do we translate this yisod of the beginning of rachem when it comes to a spouse, when it comes to a wife, when it comes to a child? We saw in Eretz and we've spoken about this many times over the years that the most natural reaction that a person has to feeling to feeling guilt to feeling bad about oneself the most natural reaction that a person has is anger that seems odd <coughs> from Brights and Arisa that the sinners are the angriest people in the world but the angriest people in the world they're filled with anger and we understand, and it makes sense, that a person who is angry, a person who is angry, instead of instead of trying to understand what is it about himself that is wrong, and to have on himself, what usually what usually the angry person does is. Because he's in so much pain, and this is what you see with the teenage boys, which which parents are, are just oftentimes just stand back and wonder, like why are you angry? Why are you angry? What did I do to you? What did we say? What happened? Why are you angry? Why are you walking out? Why are you slamming your door? What happened? Why are you so angry? So we understand that. The people who are in pain have this deep need to cause pain to other people. Someone who's in pain and does not want to face the cause of that pain, which is usually associated with feelings of 
guilt or shame or my not being the person that my parents expect me to be or even thinking that they expect me to be because my cousin's like this and my brother's like that and the other one's like this and I know that my father really wants me to be the God of Hador, you know even though the father's always saying do whatever you like, it's okay but the kid knows better the kid knows really my father wants me to be a tzaddik and they can't bear that terrible reality of feeling inside that they're disappointing their father the kid doesn't want to be a tzaddik he just wants to have fun and and he feels that he's disappointing his father. So there are feelings of anger, there are feelings of guilt, and so on. And the angrier the child, or the spouse, the angrier that person means the greater pain that person's in. Anger is, is 99.99% anger is a simon of that person being in pain. There's something that's hurting that person. Most of the time it has nothing to do with what you say. I mean, sometimes you, could, you can get a person upset. But most of the time it's not about what the father's saying. It's not about what the, what the wife is saying or the husband is saying. The anger of the other person is because of something inside. <coughs> of, something, uh, of something that's hurting inside. And because... And because the because that person does not know what to do like, with that pain and does not know how to heal that pain and does not know how to face that pain so he has to cause the other person to feel pain it's strange but that's that's how it is so the kid Davka the people who love him he wants to see them in pain not that he thinks that way, God forbid. He doesn't think that I have to cause my father to feel pain, I have to get my mother to... He doesn't think like that. But there is this need to cause pain, to strike out, to, to give something. Davka to the one that he feels... He could be the nicest guy with his friends. And, if you, and, and, and when you talk to the boys nowadays, like, why do you... Like, like that's his best friend, why do you like him so much? Like, yes, yes, the, the boy, why do you like him so much? What's so good about that guy? Usually, it'll come out something like, after saying he's normal, it'll usually come out nowadays something like this. You know, he doesn't get on my case. He just, he's, uh, he's chilled. You know, you, you could just be yourself with him. All this stuff that they don't feel with us the father because with the father the kid feels my father has expectations which was usually a legitimate way to be a father historically <laughs> it was okay I'm not going to try to figure out why the change but that's the mitzvah is that it was always my father told me before what he expected of me it was once upon a time such a thing and if it wasn't and if I wasn't doing it my father would just say I'm very disappointed <laughs> that was it that's not what I asked you that's not what you could do. You're failing. I'm disappointed. Well, now they'll put you in handcuffs. They'll take you in a truck. You <laughs> take you away. So the 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 reason that the reason that that boy really likes that other guy is you know why? He expects nothing of me. Garnish. 
no expectations. We just hang out, <coughs> chill. He's got no expectations. He doesn't expect me to get up in time for diving. He doesn't give me a look like, you know, I come to shul like 40 minutes late. Father goes like this. <laughs> he doesn't look at his watch, you know, when I, he doesn't look at his watch when I walk in. <coughs> I know he doesn't care if I daven or I don't daven. I know he doesn't care if I'm learning or not. I know he doesn't care if I did my homework or I didn't do my homework. I know he doesn't care about whether I have a girlfriend or I don't have a girlfriend or I'm texting her or not. He doesn't care. He just he has no expectations. He's never disappointed. So I don't have to feel guilty. And if I don't have to feel guilty, I'm not angry. When I'm with this person, I'm not angry. I'm told, so the kid will say, you have a problem to his father. I'm fine with everybody else. You have a problem. You get me angry. And then the father says, what did I do? I invited you to come to the ball game with me on Sunday. Like, what would I do? But that's not what he's thinking. You can invite him to 100 ball games. You can take him to 100 ball games, take him out to eat. But he's thinking is about the look in your eye when you came, when he came, he didn't go to shul that day, or he came late to shul. It registered deep, 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 deep. And even if you didn't give him the look, he's thinking that you want to give him the look. <laughs> he's thinking that. And he just missed it, but he knows that you did. Because you're faking trying to be like, because you went to some parenting class. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you went to a parenting class. Sure, that's why you're trying to act nice. Bamis, you're not really nice. You're just trying to, <laughs> trying to do some parenting thing that you read in a book or they taught you in some class. Don't experiment on me. Do me a favor. So I'm just trying to be nice. No, 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 you're trying to parent that. Don't do me a favor. So there's this, there's this anger in the kid. Now, when you think of that now we're just beginning with the other I'm going to get to the self in a, in a second but when you think of that instead of getting angry with a kid because that's what usually happens he's angry I didn't do anything why are you angry at me in all of our relationships if someone just gets angry you for no reason you're very upset you get angry you get hurt so I did nothing to hurt you I did nothing I said nothing wrong to you I pay every single thing, I pay for every single thing, all your mishigasim in your life. <coughs> I, I get you this, I get you that, and, and, and what I get back is attitude and anger. So what usually happens is then you get into that cycle with your kid. And then you're on that horrible, horrible thing with the kid. And it goes like, it could be years, like that horrible thing. But instead of a person with the Yoshev HaLashem Yachemayu, and instead of instead of looking at this kid that, that, that's angry and and having Rachmanas and here we could use the Yiddish having Rachmanas on a Jew your own child who's in pain and the reason that he's causing you pain is because he's hurting from something what that is exactly I don't know. We could assume many, many things. But the biggest, biggest Rahmanis is when you look at that kid who's slamming the door or throwing his book on the floor or something and marching out of the room, he's not angry at you. He's chalishing for your love. He doesn't understand why you don't understand what's hurting him. How come you don't know that I'm in pain? And you don't know how you're supposed to know. 
with his with his penis. So the Torah says, <coughs> you you don't you don't have to know exactly what's hurting him. But the way that you could be rachmim inside of yourself is by instead of looking at the at that angry face, just try to remember that there's a, a little boy, even though he's 16 years old, who's in a lot of pain. And instead of getting angry, instead of angry, to recognize that he simply does not know how to express himself. He doesn't know himself why he's so angry. Davkeh, his father who loves him, he doesn't know why he's angry. He doesn't know that it's because of guilt, it's because of other things, it's because he looked at something, it's because he did something to himself. He doesn't, he doesn't know what that causes inside of him, a self-loathing, how he despises himself and he hates himself. And he holds his father responsible. He put me into this world that told me that this stuff is bad, that this stuff is ugly, that this stuff is dirty, that I'm a rush, I'm a rush, I'm a rush, I'm a rush. That's all he is. I'm a rush. Because he, he did something with himself, so he sees himself as a rush. Even though you'd swear, I don't think you're a rush, God forbid. We all have these things. And they sign, it's okay. You know, I'll t- we, we, you know, it's okay, we work on it. It's part of growing up, it's natural. He doesn't hear that. He's angry because he sees himself as a Russia, because it wasn't taught in a healthy and proper way, not by the parents and not by the rebellion, but the whole Indian is, so he's a Russia, and he's in pain. He doesn't try to understand why he's feeling this pain, but when he sees his father, he knows that all he can do and the only weapon he has is to hurt this person, is to hurt his father. Also the mother, in a different way, but especially the father to hurt the father. There's a greater expectation on the boy's part that the father would understand him, because he's also a boy. You also you also went through this. So who made you the big tzaddik all of a sudden? So there's even more anger with the father. So instead of being angry at the kid and to react in an angry way and to feel hurt and to become like children to get hurt because my kid yelled at me and my kid is angry at me, and to walk and to start yelling at him and to, and to the test that the Alter Rebbe is talking about is the Yoshev Hashem Yachemayu is Yaakov Shepardes Avram at that moment to really look at him and to see that he's not angry. That's not. That's not. He's not angry. And he and even though he said to you, "I hate you, I hate you," sometimes they say that, and if they don't say it, it looks on their face like they hate you. He loves you more than anybody in the world. He hates himself, and he's angry at himself. Because he hates himself, and he's angry at himself, he has to hurt you. Some of the kids, in extreme situations, they hurt themselves. You know what I'm talking about. This is where the girls, even more, they start cutting themselves up. You know what I'm talking about. They inflict pain on themselves. And there are different ways of doing that, sometimes physically, and they enter into relationships that are impossible. You have with the girls, a lot of them are in terribly abusive relationships with guys who are terribly abusive. <coughs> and they become stuck in these abusive situations. Drugs, alcohol, there are different ways of inflicting pain on oneself or trying to be relieved of the pain for the moment. Drinking drugs is a way to try to get out of that pain. Inflicting pain on others, angry at your parents, because they feel that they're safe showing the anger and the pain. Because they know that they're their parents or whatever, they'll put up with it. They're, with other people are more careful. 
You have to be careful they talk to the rabbi, you have to be careful they talk to the principal, that they're worried. But with the father, they can give the father Mishabar. So, here's, Rabbi Isa, here's where we come to the self. We come back to the self. And it's much, much easier for us to be angry with ourselves. Let's leave our kids for a second. It's much easier for us to be angry with ourselves. The Rishonimah of course, says are filled with anger. Instead of having Rahmanas on themselves, which would lead to loving themselves, which would lead to a healthy love of Hashem and observance of mitzvahs, instead what happens is that we, we act in the most natural way, which is we get angry, we get angry at ourselves. We get angry at ourselves. The same way that the kid is angry at himself and he gives it to others, the most obvious targets being his parents, we get angry with ourselves. Now here's where we'll talk about marriage for a second. That in the context of marriage, <coughs> in the context of marriage, There are all kinds of there are all kinds of of negative feelings that one has about about himself. The feeling that I have self a spouse, a wife, who is caring, who is good, who is kind, who is faithful to me, who is most beneficial for the children, and so on. And it's true that she has chesroinus, like every person has chesroinus. But with all that she does for me, and all that she does for the family, how do I cause her such, such pain? How do I ignore her? How have I made myself so cold over time? so distant over time. Don't I see that she's chalishing for a kind word, for a loving word, for a smile? Don't I see, don't I understand, of course I know, that, that, she's, that she's in pain and she wants to be closer to me and so on and so forth. So why can't we do that? Why is it so hard for the men to do that? Leaving the arena of children, but husbands and wives. So Tanya is saying is that the same way that when it comes to love of Hashem, that inside each and every one of us, There's a nefeshul kiss, and the nefeshul kiss is naturally lovesick. Mamish lovesick fashion, chaylas ahav. But that love has become covered up over so much time, and could be I've gone through difficulties in my life, and as a result of that, I've grown distant from Hashem, and so on and so forth. But the ahav is ahav, which is mesuteres believe the care of life, kol ishmi Israel, is ahav is Hashem. 
There's a deep Ahavas Hashem. But the problem is that that Ahava, the Tanya says, is in a state of Shevi, of captivity, of captivity. And the only way that I could bring it out of captivity is instead of being angry as a result of my sins, and being angry as far as how do I treat my wife, I begin to have Rachmanas on my on myself. And the Rachmanas on myself means how did this happen to me? Instead of thinking about what my wife how my wife has wronged me, I begin to think of myself. Isn't there Rachmanas on a person like myself that's intelligent and that tries to be good and that's observant of mitzvahs and so on and so forth? That has the ability with one word to make my wife happy that could write her a little note, could, get, could bring her a little bit of a card, or to call her up during the day and to tell her how much, you, how much I love her. Isn't there a Rachmanis on a person like me that I can't do that? Isn't there a Rachmanis? What's become of me? What's become of who I am? On, on myself. Look what's become of me. We get angry at our children because the children are in pain and therefore they're angry at us. But when do we look at ourselves? How do we treat our wives? So you could also say to the wife, you know, I, I would die for you. If there isn't anything in the world I wouldn't do for you. I would do anything for you. Don't you see that I, that I, that I, 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 I sacrifice for you? The same thing that, the same thing we say to our kids. And the same way that the children, that the boys in particular, saying, look, I, I, I don't know about you dying, all that stuff. I, I, I don't want anybody dying. I just, I just want to feel your love. I want to feel that you love me. Because if I feel that you love me, then I, I could be okay. It's the same thing with the wives. So, so it's Rahmanis A. It's Rahmanis on my wife. Yeah, so she's getting upset. She's getting angry at me. She's acting out. Why is, she, why is she so angry with me? Why is she acting out? What did I do to her? <coughs> then you start to say, I don't know, I, again, here we go with these kind of things. I take out the garbage. I change the bulbs. I, earn, I try to earn a living. I, uh, I try not to be angry at her mother. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and stuff like that. I don't say anything bad about it. That's how my, about her parents for the last two weeks, three weeks, they said, I think this. So, it's like, why is, not, like, why is she not giving me a hard time? So it's like, a, I got from my kid, and I got from her. And it's Rahmanis. It's Rahmanis. If there would be, if there would be, like, a, a, somebody taking a movie of our relationships, and you know, we didn't know that, it was just like there'd be a camera in the house, and it'd be a, 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 a movie. It'd be a big Rahmanis. You know why? Because you'd have two wonderful people, two beautiful Jews, who are killing each other. Her mom's killing each other. Two beautiful people who are killing each other. He, he, is, he is in pain because of his own feelings of failure and shortcomings and things that he hasn't done that he should have done for his wife and he should do for his family.
deep inside, of course, there's Nahavim Suteris Bekerv Lev Hagish, that he loves his wife. He Be'emis does love her. And he has a deep love for her, and that's why he married her. I mean, there are situations that are not like that, but in most cases, there is, there is a deep love. <coughs> But that love is so covered up by feelings of shame and disappointment. <coughs> and instead of getting angry at ourselves, when we get angry at ourselves, we yell at our kids and we yell at our wives. Or we don't yell at them because some people are not like that type, but we're just cold and silent and distant. Instead of that, the Icar is, listen to this, the Icar is, have to feel Rachmanus on what's become of myself and to be honest and to acknowledge the source of my pain and why I'm causing pain to somebody else. That's Aleph and Bez is to, be, to believe one million percent that the reason that she's yelling at me is she, is she also has the same problem that I have. She's, she's not happy. She's broken. There's something inside of her that's not happy. And she's in pain. And and because of that, the love that she feels for me is also b'shevi, is also captivity. And my love for her is in a state of captivity. So now we'll have a typical Sunday afternoon argument. <clears throat> the wife is saying something like, you destroyed Yankee, that's the kid. You destroyed him, you killed Yankee. And that kills, that kills the father to hear that, right? So the wife takes out her knife and says, you're a murderer, you killed the kid. For whatever reason, you, you killed our kid. And it stabs the husband. The husband now is holding his stomach, and the blood is coming out, and he's and gasping for air, he says, you're a carbon copy of your mother. <coughs> <laughs> that's exactly what your mother did to your father. Exactly that's what you're doing to me. And then she goes, oh! And she gets, like a, she gets a knife. And the two of them are standing there in the room, like, bleeding, thinking of, of lines, like, like a killer, like a killer line, how to get, you know, and, and you could be like the, the quiet type, this doesn't have to be angry, this could be like, you could be the quiet type, the quiet type, but of course you remember, you say to the wife when, and she says, yes, but what about when you, and then ding, it's like darts, bullets, <laughs> and all the stuff that's, all the stuff that's going on, and the, the filmmaker who's watching this tragedy unfold, it's going to be a best-selling film, <laughs> the filmmaker is watching this, and he's just shaking his head, because he knows both of them. 50 years and he knows that she's really she's really wonderful I, I know her we were in college together I know him he's great we were in yeshiva together he's a great guy <coughs> so like what's going on over here the terrorist is the shvuyim mamish prisoners there are two shvuyim he has to he has to prove that he is he has to stand up he's right he's not ready to put down his weapon to admit that the reason that I'm acting this way is because I hate myself. I never, got, I never even fixed what I did when I was 15, 16, 20. I never fixed that. I hate myself because in the office, I looked at that girl and I talked to that, that secretary in the office, and I hate myself because of that. He doesn't think about that. I hate myself because of what I looked at on the phone. I hate myself. But I can't deal with that. I don't know how to deal with that. Instead of having Rahmanis on myself, what I did to myself, and what I did to that little, that little kus of who I am, Instead, I just get angry, and I, 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 I hurt you, and I put knives into you. Instead of acknowledging my own inyana, and having rachmanus on myself, 
and Mimela, once I'm able to see that, and to know like that someone said excessive deference is that I know that I'm a good person, but I'm a good person that's in pain. Then I'm able to come to a place to know that you're also a good person, and you're a good person that's in pain. And we have two lovely, lovely people. We have two lovely people who are killing each other because they're both in pain. If, if I was able to see the Rahmanis in myself and to know that I'm not a bad, angry person, I'm just a person that's hurting. I also wanted more love for my wife. I wanted my life, wife to give me more affection. I wanted physically that she be more with my wife. Without getting more graphic, I expected this, I expected that. And I'm hurt. I'm in pain. So now I'm just causing the other person pain instead of coming to terms with this myself. And having Rahmanis, being able to admit that I've made mistakes in my life, and, and, and being able to admit to have Rahmanis, that, that the emphasis the emphasis is that, that I do love the other person. But I can't, I'm having a hard time dealing with this opinion of myself. And I'll just end with this, take an extra three minutes, I'm sorry. Everybody here knows we were all raised with the greatness of Ara Kain. And everybody knows that even though it says in Pasuk and Novi, Sif Sekoin Yishmudas, Kiamis Haisabafiv, that he was a man of truth. The truth is that Aaron was probably the greatest liar that ever lived, right? Everybody knows that. Ms. Chazal tell us how Aaron used to go, that he saw the, he, 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 there was an Indian, Aaron saw, and he would go over to, he would go over to the husband, and he would say to the husband, you should know, I just have to tell you that I happened to meet your wife the other day, and I saw and I spoke to her. She, mama, she feels terrible about what she said to him. She's so tzibrochen about it. She feels terrible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She feels really bad. Then, then he would. He never, he never spoke to the wife. Then I would go talk to the wife. As you should know, I met your husband the other day. He, he can't come to himself. What he said to you, he badly hurt you. My husband said, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, yeah." I says, "Really? You promise?" I says, "I promise." I made up a story. The husband and wife come home. They give each other a certain kind of a look. All of the pain of all of the years, and all of the embarrassment, all of the shame, and then they just are able to throw each other into each other's arms, and without getting to figure out that he's a big liar, that Aaron. They never even have to talk about Aaron. They just the knives are the knives are, are, are gone, the arrows are gone, and they're able mamish to help each other, to love to love each other again. And, the, and, the, and, and, and how does that work? How did Aaron do that? So the answer is that every one of us and our kids, even though they're only 15, 16 years old, is living under like mountains of pain, mountains of anger and pain. There was one Jew, Aaron, who had a koach to go lift the lift. If you think that it only meant that Aaron had to go inside the Kodesh Kodesh and there was a mikdash, you're making a mistake. The reason that Aaron was the one that was invited to come lift the lift to go into the Kodesh Kodoshim in Yerushalayim is because he looked at a Jew and he was able to go lift and I have lift him into the Jew. That's why the Kahanim say, Levarchus, Ashikad Shom to Kedush also shall Aaron, Vesivon Levarchus, Am Yisrael Biahav. It means that Aaron had the most unbelievable ability to go and lift and I have lift him, to climb under all of the piles of anger and disappointment and all of the arguments. <coughs> And he was able to get to that place 
where Lifnai Velifnim, these two warriors who have been fighting with each other, love each other. And the reason they're fighting each other is because each one is in pain. Each one is looking for something from the other and is not getting it. Each one feels certain guilt and shame about their own failure to give to the other and other inadequacies that each one has in life. And as a result of Aaron going in lifnai velifnim into the person, into each one, lifnai velifnim, because lifnai velifnim, the person loves, the person loves his wife. She loves him. <laughs> lifnai velifnim, each one of us loves Hashem. And Aaron Akona has the ability, that's what the tzaddik can do, to go lifnai velifnim, And he's able to reveal the truth, that these are two people who adore each other, who love each other, who are in pain, and because they're in pain, they're hurting each other. They're hurting each other because each one is in pain. And Aaron is able to reveal that truth, lift and I will lift. The problem, of course, is that when we don't have Aaron coming, we don't have Aaron coming. And there's always that one who's more heroic and is able to try first to stop being angry, and to try to apologize, and to try to come forward to the other. And to be able to say, like, uh, you know, like Tevye and, and Goldie and the Fiddler on the Roof, you know, if that's not love, what is? So then you love me? I suppose I do. So then, uh, I suppose I love you too. Because Aaron didn't, Aaron didn't, it's interesting, at the end of the day, no one had to talk about what happened. <coughs> they just saw each other, they started crying and they started hugging. Two friends that Aaron spoke to, the husband and wife that Aaron spoke to. It wasn't about the chomer of the argument. It n- it's never about the argument. Sometimes he's right, sometimes she's right, like everything in life. But you and I know that sometimes you're in the middle of fighting for this big, in this big argument that you're having, and you're mad, you, you know, you're fighting. You know, like one third through that, at the beginning of that argument, you already know this is totally stupid. <laughs> she's right. <laughs> So, like, why am I going on with this? I'm still, like, shooting and doing stuff, and I know this is ridiculous, and she, like, she poked a hole in my cash, and, and then I just get angry, and I see, and I have to t- talk about something else, and I know you're wrong. And she knows that sometimes she's wrong. Because it's never about the Indian. It's never. It's always about being the gala, lift, never lift, two beautiful people who love each other, who are in pain, and because they don't have Rahmanis on themselves, they stopped having Rahmanis on each other. Period. That's what happens with our kids. That's what happens with our wives. If you don't have Rahmanis on how good you are, that how you're in captivity, and all the good in you is is, is trapped in some narishkeit and guilt and shame and Yoshua Hashem then you then you can't have Rahmanis on the other person. Why is my wife yelling at me? Instead of instead of yelling back, she's yelling because. Because I didn't say I didn't say to her for the last six months how much I care for her, how much I appreciate. Her. She's yelling at me. She yeah, she's yelling at me about how you did this, you did this, you didn't do that, you didn't do that. But that's not what she's really angry about. So since I don't have Rahmanis on myself and how far I've fallen from her and doing what I need to do for her or for my kid, so I, I don't have Rahmanis on her and I don't have Rahmanis on the kid. So the kid yells, I yell back. She yells, I yell back. Instead of Aaron Akarin, it's lift neither lift. Kredish Kadosh. Lift naive lift Every time a kid is upset, every time the wife lift naive lift them. What would Aaron do over here? Aaron would be Megala, the the Ahava Mesuteris Bekerev Leish Leish deep deep Amayk Bekerev Leish. Aaron would uncover that Ahava, and he would say, uh, and the husband would say, I'm not 
I love you. I'm angry at myself. And I'm sorry for hurting you. Period. And then she would say, I love you. And I'm sorry for hurting you. I'm just angry at myself. And then they would be able to hug each other. There wouldn't be the whole discussion for the next six hours. You have you have men that come to work. They're like, because they, 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 they had this, they had like this marathon argument with the wife or something. And they, you know, they they just left and went to the other room and said, forget, I'm going to shul early. She says, shul didn't start yet. I'm going anyway. I just got to get away from you. And then uh, broken people, good people who are broken, good people who are broken, shvuyim mamish, prisoners of their own disappointments, of their own shame, of their own failures to be good and kind the way they know they could be. And they're rachmanis, what happened to me? Why aren't I talking to my wife the right way? Why aren't I treating my kid the right? There's something wrong with me. I'm angry. I'm angry with myself. i got to deal with that. And not hurt the other person. And then when there's Rachmanus, then you come to the place of Levarchus Amiusel Biahav. Then Yaakov is From the Rachmanus, the Rachman, and the empathy, and trying to think, what is she feeling? What am I feeling? I can come then to the Midah Vahav, to be more the Midah Vahav. We should be Zachar to feel that. Amen. Amen.